Racism and sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Catalina, and today I want to talk about how racism and racist assumptions impact our sexual wealth. I'm Dr. Catalina Lawson, a licensed clinical psychologist, and I love talking about sex. Sex Marks the Spot is a podcast that bridges the gap between what we know and what we actually do when it comes to sex, relationships, and health. There's actually been very minimal research on sexuality and sexual well-being amongst people of color, particularly recent immigrants and in other countries. The majority of sex research only in the last few decades has that expanded to address different ethnicities. Even in my own research, I developed a sex intervention for Latina cancer survivors and revealed that there haven't been any research sexual interventions for specifically made to address sexuality amongst Latinas. And one of the things that you often find amongst when it comes to sexuality and people of color or minorities is a lot of sexual racism where there's a lot of assumptions that are generally binary amongst individuals or people of color. Being an Asian, there's all of these assumptions. You know, even in my research, when I go abroad, particularly to Southeast Asia, there's always this assumption of, oh no, Asians don't talk about sex or they're either Virgin Marys or they're over-sexualized. And that's generally what you're seeing as far as the dichotomies when you're speaking of people of color and it comes to sexuality is, is that you are either a prude, Virgin Mary, or you're over-sexualized and have a Madonna complex. You see this amongst Asians, you see this amongst African-Americans, you see this amongst Hispanics, you see this across most cultural stereotypes. And so how does this impact us as individuals? It absolutely shapes how we perceive ourselves as sexual beings and then how we become reinforced to actually behave. So for instance, I know that being raised as a Filipino, my mom very much, you know, we were supposed to be more virgins. My mom was a virgin when, before she got married. It was a very different time then. And I remember for me thinking, I'm gonna wait till I get married before sex because that's what good girls do. And so for me, this idea of expressing my sexuality like was very much unheard of and, and chastised and I know on one hand it would be funny because I always talked about sex, but on the other hand it was confusing. And this is the thing, when you don't fit in to these binary stereotypes, it becomes confronting and you get challenged. And speaking from personal experience, this absolutely affected me in relationships, all of them, particularly my intimate relationships. It shifted how I viewed who I should be dating. I definitely, uh, Filipinos are the most Americanized Asians. And as a first gen here, I don't speak Tagalog. I very much, nev I never had Asian friends. My best friend is Indian and 
and and even she was raised very acculturated but Filipinos are unique in that we very much are tr- are cult- socialized to be basically American but specifically white American and so me growing up it was very confusing and literally only in the last decade have I begun to fully identify all of the facets of my cultural identity and embrace those so that I used to primarily only look at Caucasians because there was this norm of okay that felt that felt like a, almost an improving of our gene pool you know and you look at when particularly when I would travel to Asia it would be so confronting for me to see for white foreigners particularly white Americans come over and pick up very attractive very young women you know I remember my sister when she was in high, in college got shown you know mail order brides book from from this man when she was waitressing at Lizard's Thicket and I remember being in Atlanta at my nephew's baptism and this guy coming up to me asking me if if I was a mail order bride being in Hawaii and just because I was sitting alone at a bar someone assuming I was a prostitute those things happen to me and have throughout my life and in the moment I just remember being so shocked but I didn't have the voice to actually speak up about this but what I did learn was okay all right one don't over sexualize so be mindful of how I'm what I'm wearing don't look too slutty or loose or too revealing dress more conservatively I would think those things and then and then when it came to actually dating and don't be over aggressive don't assert what you want don't assert what you want sexually just take whatever you can get so the idea of actually focusing on an orgasm it didn't happen for me for the first 15 years of my sexual experiences because so much of these racial stereotypes actually overlaid the narrative I had in my head about who I was as a sexual being and how I was going to relate to others and have a, get a husband and have a family. And I'm sharing all of this because this is the reality. When we're talking about racism right now and anti-racism, what we need to think about also is, is how these norms the way we talk, the jokes we make, oh, yellow fever, oh, you're a coconut, all of those things shape how we view ourselves, how we view our bodies, and then in how we connect with ourselves, how we connect to others. And the way that we connect with our sexuality is very much the core of our identity and how we navigate our environment. So what I want to push forward for all of us is to begin to get curious for people of color get curious ask yourself how has racism and 
prejudices, shaped how I see myself, how I perceive my own sexuality, and how I externalize my sexuality, and how ultimately I connect with others. How does it shape my preferences for partners? How does it shape how I am intimately? How much I use my voice when being intimate, particularly asserting what I do or do not want. All of this happens through a sociocultural lens that absolutely is shaped by racism. And right now I'm feeling myself feeling empowered, but angry, angry at myself for that being a part of my story, but then also realizing, okay, that's have, knowing I need to actually accept and grieve that, but also that that's a beautiful thing for me that I now have that awareness. Racism fosters oppression and unfortunately is maintained when we oppress ourselves and suppress our own needs. So I charge all of us and myself first and foremost to get curious, to challenge our own assumptions that we have about our sexual how our lens of our own personal experience have shaped this so i hope this drops some thoughts for you if you're feeling uncomfortable sit with it and see where it takes you thanks for listening and definitely let's have this conversation all right see you guys next week take care cheers